Warning, this program is intended for adults only. What you're about to listen to contains explicit language, sexual topics, and don't be surprised if you get wet. You've just tuned in to Pussy Boss with your host, Victoria Lynn. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria Lynn, and you just tuned into another mini episode of Pussy Boss that I like to call a random pussy. And this week's topic for random pussy are drag kings. I think this is something I'm so excited to share with the world because I feel like not enough people know about this. And please uh, introduce yourself. I have someone great sitting next to me. I'm Quincy Dense. Uh, I'm from L.A. I Kind of got started in London, but um, okay. I do drag wherever, oh, wherever, cool. wherever the calling comes. Oh, cool. I, I do a drag. So, so, yeah. so, so you did you live in London for a while? No, or? no. So whenever I go on holiday or vacation, I go to London. Okay, like I kind of wanted to live there, uh-huh. so. I would go to London as frequently. I have friends, and so I throw shows there sometimes too because I also DJ. Oh, and cool. and I did radio for a long time. And oh wow! I've, th- I've thrown like benefit shows, concerts, just various things. So um, I've always wanted to do drag, and I kind of have like basically collected. Oh, the day when I finally am brave enough to do drag, <laughs> I'll ha- I'll use this outfit. And so I've had like tons and tons of stuff. Um, so I then decided to uh, because I saw my friend. Gemma, who's non-binary and an amazing drag drag king and performer, um, well, non-bi- non-binary drag performer, um, they were just doing it and performing because they're in a band. So they were performing, and it looked so amazing and, like, so much fun. And I was, like, so happy for them, but I was, like, I want to be doing that so badly <laughs> that I was, like, just I should just do it. So I was talking with them. And I was already throwing a show. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll throw some drag into the show. Yeah. And then and then I ended up performing at Bar Whatever, like, while I was out there for that trip as oh, well. Cool. And so Bar Whatever is a really great uh, drag space that's all for all, for all various forms of drag. All it's, various forms. Yeah. So, you know, non-binary, bio queens and kings, like, any... Any type of drag, all drag is valid, and it's great that they showcase that, and they make sure that they also showcase diversity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so quick question, just because this is something that I would think somebody who's listening might ask is, well, so do they? Is how is drag different than burlesque? Drag, generally speaking, when you talk about how it kind of started off, it started off as a comical way of dressing as the opposite gender. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there is a burlesque element to it, but also drag, usually you have kind of one persona or or some there's some sort of familiarity with every performance that you do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a way. Um, and... And drag, you don't have to take off your clothes if you don't want to. Yeah. So that's 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 something where I think burlesque, you know, you kind of have that expectation uh-huh, uh-huh. that a burlesque performer is going to take off all of their clothes. Or at least be semi-nude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where 
where there are plenty of amazing drag performers that don't take off their clothes, as well as there are plenty of amazing ones that like take off their clothes. And, and yeah. half the time they do, half the time they don't. It's, it's yeah. just the variety. Drag, drag to me, and I'm sure burlesque is a very expressive form of expressing yourself mm-hmm. and your own comfort in your own body. And I feel like drag is, is just another form and yes. variation of that. So um, one thing I've always wanted to do that I've never been able to do is go to like a ballroom. That's what they're called, right? Ballroom when they do the drag walks and like they walk and they do the. Ugh, yeah, just, I've never been to one of those either. Been, I've ugh, I've they seen look them. So fabulous. I've seen them. I've seen them on you know films and things like yeah. that when they're talking about the eighties. But yeah. I've never actually been to. We like, gotta a find ballroom. one. We maybe you need to start one. I would love to see a King Ballroom. Yeah, that would be so dope. Okay, so let's jump into understanding so people can understand more. What are drag queens or who are drag queens are actually more the better question. Who are drag queens? Well, first off, I'm going to say this and I'm going to be on the record and say this. RuPaul is wrong about drag and all forms of drag are valid. Drag queens can be bio queens, which would be biologically females. Mm -hmm. They... They can be non-binary artists that perform as queens, um, and they can be male, male, male-born uh, people that perform as queens. Mm-hmm. Anybody can be a drag queen that wants to perform as a queen. Basically, they're performing as that that gender, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just like the same thing with drag kings as well. And non-binary performers can be like, oh, well, I'm being a king tonight or a queen. Or they yep. can just state that they're a non-binary artist. What's great about that is that drag, I feel, you get to define yourself mm-hmm. within the community. Um, and here in L.A., it's growing a lot more. I, I see a lot more kings and stuff like that growing. <laughs> and it, it's wonderful and beautiful to see because I saw in London how big that scene is out there. Yeah. And I see this blooming and bursting and I just want to keep seeing more and more. I'm like, more kings. Like, I was talking to somebody. I went to um, Queer as Punk last okay. night. I actually think I saw that on your Facebook. I was, I was yeah, or yeah. your Instagram. On my Instagram, yeah. yeah. I went to Queer as Punk last night, which is like, um, they have queer punk bands and then they have drag performers and it was really great. And I was talking to somebody in the crowd that was, you know, um, a heterosexual woman that was mm-hmm. like, I want to get involved in drag. And I'm like, do it. Yeah. And they're like, but what about the community and stuff? And I was like, the community is fine with it. Drag is an open community. There are some members that might think otherwise, but yeah. that's not that's not the way drag is. Yeah. Like, drag is very welcoming. And that, that would be my question as a heterosexual woman is because yeah. I think I think drag's awesome. And, like, one of um, my favorite artists right now, um, Tiana Taylor, uh-huh. I love how she, like, embraces the drag culture. Like, she really has got... But I've never actually seen a drag king perform. Really? I've there's seen drag so, queens. There are so many kings nights and stuff like really? that out here. There's man candy... Where uh, where am I? Where are these at? Are these in WeHo? No, they're actually they're actually near. So, uh, Queerest Punk was at the Virgil. Okay, the Virgil. And then oh, that's Hollywood. That's right there. Yeah, yeah. And then Man Candy just moved to Fault Line, and it was at Silver Lake Lounge before that. Okay, Fault Line. I've been to before. Yeah, and then that's um, the one with the TV screens, right? Um. Don't they have TVs? They have they have like an indoor patio. It's the one that's all red with the red neon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
And then um, also Gay Guts, which they have they have different drag performers, but they, they often have kings. Mm-hmm. And they are at Bordner's. Okay. So do... Okay, and this may sound like a silly question, but do you, as a drag king, do you sing only male songs? Um, as of now, yes. Okay. But I, I have... I have I have a whole list of songs and things that I want I want to perform and I want to do like especially being a DJ and stuff I have a massive playlist of okay I'm going to do this song and then I know what what sound bites I want to incorporate into that yeah. so I mix my tracks yeah um and I do sing sometimes and sometimes I lip sync so uh-huh. so there's a bit right now that I'm doing lately that involves lcd sound system and it's really fun and it's high energy and with lip syncing that allows me more movement okay so i do want to at least sing that at some point but i don't know which performance i'll actually like better because of the fact that i get to incorporate more movement into my body when i'm lip syncing yeah so it all just just varies and depends. So did you like to dance when you were younger? Like, where is this, um... Because even as you're talking, I can see, like, how happy... Yeah. And how passionate you are about this creative side of you. Where is it coming from? And and also, how did you get to a place to be completely comfortable with something that isn't what people, quote-unquote, right, we all say is normal, which we know is bullshit. But well, yeah, I've... I've I've never been normal. I think Well, that, what is normal? <laughs> exactly. I think that I think that everybody is weird. It's just a matter of finding your kind of weird. Yeah, I'm I, hey, I'm fucking weird as shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um well, I've always really been into music. Okay. Um and I was I was into acting as a kid. Okay. So, are, are you from California? Yes. Okay, okay, yes. okay. <clears throat> So I was in like theater and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I was cool. like one secretly in a play and my mom didn't even know it. Like I had the lead <laughs> and then she got really mad because she didn't know that I had been in this play. And she, so she found another mom that had taped the play and got the tape. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, I've always, I've always enjoyed being able to kind of have some sort of a creative form or expression. And I've always been really into music. I remember the, the file sharing days. Mm-hmm. So I'm 32. So, Oh, you're so old. I'm, <laughs> I'm turning 32 in March. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, but I mean like, you know, the, the original disc. days, the original days of the downloads yes. of music. I don't know if we can name names here, but Napster. No. Yeah. <laughs> what was LimeWire? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, so yeah, um, I, I was very big on downloading music, and so I got into all this kind of music because, like, music was one of my favorite things and favorite releases, and I would dance around. I would put on records. Um, I knew I wanted to be a DJ when I was in elementary school, so yeah. I actually ended up in radio for, like, eight years, and for me, radio and being a DJ and doing live sets you still have that separation if you want to have that separation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from people yeah and so i like to challenge myself yeah and i feel like when i'm in drag i can be more outgoing like that's kind of the 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 outgoing person that's within me but Mm -hmm. i 
but for some reason I I, I keep it down a bit more. Kind of like Beyonce is Sasha Fierce on stage. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So do you have an alter ego or like do you have like or is there a character like you know for me like when I yeah. kind of get into what I call my character mm-hmm. like I have definitely like an alter ego in my head yeah. of who I am. Well, I feel like I just get overly confident. Not necessarily <laughs> cocky, but like overly confident and and just like oh okay that happened on stage keep going nobody will notice that's great and and like okay wait give me an example what happened on stage that you kept going like okay last time at gay guts okay um my leg didn't quite fall off but it slipped down because it was it it was hot and <laughs> I was moving around a okay, lot. You got to explain to everybody. Uh, so <laughs> I have a prosthetic leg <laughs> and with a prosthetic leg, you have to put on a liner, which is like putting on like a suction Stocking. suction. There's like suction to it. So oh, it's okay. like almost having a suction cup all the way up, you know, oh. your thigh. So that slipped down because I had gotten sweaty. I understand. And then that. my leg was starting to dangle. <laughs> and as I noticed that my leg was starting to dangle, I was like, "All right, well, if I pop it up, nobody will know." And so I popped it up, and I was like holding it up, and, like just <laughs> used it, it used it as a prop because I've I've popped off my leg because I've realized getting undressed it's much easier if you pop off your leg rather yeah. than trying to struggle to rip off clothes over a leg. Yeah. How long have you? had i mean i'm assuming was it a, I I, I've, I've had my prosthetic for a couple years now okay um my, my leg was a, a problem a long time before then mm-hmm. but like i don't really tell that story unless like it's somebody that i really really yeah, know yeah 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 um but like it's really stupid that uber drivers and lyft drivers feel the need to just ask right away really? oh did you have an accident or what happened to your leg and i'm like oh that i'm sorry but you're not getting a tip for that seriously that's ableism yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, no, no tips for ableism. I, I, I believe firmly in tipping people. So yeah. it's really hard for me to like do that. But well, no, I completely get it. I mean, I think it's great that you're able to, in a sense, because I do the same thing in a different way with the way I have my own insecurities. Right. It's like I make a joke of it and like how you're saying, like, yeah. I, I just had to go with it. Like, I think it's so good to go with things sometimes. Yeah. And I think that that drag has allowed me to be more okay with going with the flow. Mm. I mean, like, life in general, too, but drag has allowed that even more so because um, in DJing, in, in those performances, even in drag performances, I do analyze them after and be like, okay, this is where you could have done better. Yeah. But overall, I'm, I'm able to acknowledge that that was, that was a good performance. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel content with it. I still feel like I could do better because I'm overachieving. Yeah. But like, but like, I still feel like, oh man, that was, that was a really good performance. Or I can admit when I was like, okay, I was really, really exhausted, but I'm proud that I still performed. yeah I completely get that so do you um do you if you don't mind me asking do you identify as non-binary or because I yeah yeah as a drag king currently I identify as as like he him pronouns but I do want to get more into non-binary terms well uh I am a non-binary person and I do want to have like top surgery 
So I feel like once I have that top surgery, because I have some really fun ideas for some bits. Can you bits. explain that um, to me, please? What do you mean by top surgery? Okay, top surgery means that I'm not comfortable with my chest. Okay. So I want, me personally, I want a more flat chest. Okay. Um, and so they remove most of the tissue. Mm-hmm. And... I get a more flat or more gender neutral te- chest. Mm-hmm. Some some people prefer to have a more super masculine chest or sometimes pec implants or mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just fine with a flat chest. And and just to like so people can understand when you say you're doing that that doesn't mean that you how do I say this without sounding well, I am uneducated about it. Okay, people would then say, does that make you transgender? But it does not because... Well, it well, can in a way. Okay. It depends. I identify as non-binary, and once I go through that surgery and have altered part of my body, personally, I will identify as trans. Okay. Um, but not entirely like transgender because I'm not doing the full mm-hmm. transition. So trans wo- just a trans yeah. woman. Uh, well, n- no. trans. I'm not, I'm not a woman. I'm non-binary. So, tr- so I would I would be a, a trans non-binary person. Okay. Um, to gender non-conforming. There there are many different terms that like gender that, fluid. Is that the same? Those are all very 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 similar. Okay. And usually, I find it best to if somebody has their different definition to have them define it. Okay. Because what what that can mean entirely can have various minute differences to each individual person. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So for me, like being non-binary, I don't feel like I fit in either gender box i feel like i feel pretty like genderless yeah um one person said to me and asked and let me know if this is kind of similar to how you feel but they said you know some mornings they wake up and they feel that they're more towards their feminine side and some they feel they're towards their more masculine so they feel why do they need to pick yeah yeah i i do i do have have some of those days too or like i feel like once i have top surgery i mean (laughs) i only have like a few dresses that i actually like to wear but sometimes i will find a dress that i like that i'll wear on a rare occasion Uh that i'm like well i like this dress i actually like the way that this 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 looks and um i feel like when i do feel feel more feminine on a day i don't necessarily have to put on a dress to like be a little bit more feminine yeah um and that kind of stuff and i also feel that like once my chest is flat i can totally wear a dress i'm not gonna like change that for for somebody else's own comfort yeah that's no, <laughs> like, that's, like no that's for you yeah but i i do i see more things in the medical field at least too that where they're starting to ask you know like oh hey let us know if you have a preferred name or mm-hmm. let us know if you have you know other pronouns yeah um which is good that's progress for some of the bigger health systems mm-hmm. uh, yeah i think i've seen actually some of that even like when um filling out certain forms just more you know ability to choose which is so funny because we should have the ability to choose whatever we want to we should identify as we should but it's really scary when you also think about um perhaps on government ids and things like that and then traveling to other countries where it might not be safe to be 
I as out about saying. that. So because I do travel a lot, I, I've considered those things when going into name changes and things like that. And what, what I eventually want my body to be like, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and did you, I had, I spoke to somebody and they said they, um, I didn't know that now you can do X, right? As a gender. Yeah. Yeah. So, so are you speaking of something like that? If for I people w- who don't well, know. Well, that's the thing is that I am non-binary. I wish that I could feel comfortable and safe enough to, to do say non-binary on, on government IDs. But I actually feel safer by switching it to male because once I don't have mm-hmm. a chest, mm-hmm. I feel like that's safer. Yeah. I would still be way too afraid to go to Russia. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, uh, but if I go to other countries, like I went to Malta uh, before I went to London mm-hmm. and um, Malta was fine. Like, like I didn't, ha- I didn't see any problems with me. Like, I feel like I just emit rainbows where mm-hmm. I am. I feel like I'm pretty, pretty dang queer. Um, but I feel like there are some countries where like it would be safer for me to have the male gender marker yeah, than female Especially, like, I feel like my voice, and I can always alter my voice even more, and I can be like this, hey, yeah. what's up? Like, yeah, nobody yeah, would yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, um, So do you, because you, you bring up a, two really good, big points I'm praying is, one, how do you, because I, I, I can't imagine that people are always kind and that people, yeah, and people don't say things or do things. How do you um, stay strong? Because I feel like the one thing that this world is becoming is everybody's so easy to talk about people and say nasty things. And, like, I mean, you're only 32, but I'm assuming, like, you know, when you were 16, 15, like, these, these aren't... Oh, well, I was... I was so far in the closet in my childhood for my own protection. I grew up in Orange County. I was bullied relentlessly. Were you? Like, I had... By girls, guys, like, both? Both. Just because of of who you were? Like, Yeah, freckles, high waters, hand-me-downs that I had to wear, like... um, I'm type 1 diabetic, Mm -hmm. so when I was in elementary school, these girls uh, lied to the whole school and told everybody to stay away from me because type 1 diabetes was contagious and they knew because their mom was a nurse which was a lie their mom was also not a nurse and then they had to have they had to have an assembly and i was the only type 1 diabetic oh. in school so you can imagine that didn't help the bullying at no, all no not at all cuz now the whole school's in yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it's obvious that this assembly is for me it's not yeah. like i can be like oh um yeah hmm. Who has diabetes? So how did you, how did you, did you have a, or was there a role model or um, did you, were I you had, just a strong person? Uh, no, you know, I had a few close friends mm-hmm. and that's how I survived. And actually I still keep in touch with, with a couple of them. And funnily enough, a couple of them, you know, are LGBTQ oh. as well. So it's kind of like we found ourselves without even like in that little small town. Yeah. Um, it's crazy because you would think someone from I'm from the East Coast and you would think me hearing Orange County, California, I would think it'd be more like L.A. because. No, the further south you go, in my experience, the more Republican and all oh, that kind of stuff I see. it gets. OK, so I mean, 
I have friends, parents from San Diego and stuff that I just see posting like Trump supporter stuff. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, so without going too much into politics. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, you're fine. You're fine. I mean, I want to discuss because the thing is, is like, I think like not enough people from the LGBTQ community are getting a voice and talking about what's going on in, in on your side because we talk about everything from black and white in a sense, right? There's only two sides. Yeah. But like, how do you feel um, as far as being an American? Like, do you feel like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never felt proud in being an American and being a disabled person and being LGBTQ. Uh, the LGBTQ plus community, like it's scary. And these things that are, uh, I used to, I used to intern and I did, you know, campaign work for Equality California. Okay. So like, uh, this political climate is very, very, very scary and terrifying. And we have to hope that enough of the young, younger generation does turn out and vote because, Mm -hmm. The younger generation, if enough of them voted, they could totally outnumber everybody. All yeah. Do you think the younger generation? Because because you and I are the same age, right? Mm-hmm. And the younger generation, though I love them because <laughs> I have a couple of my sisters young, but there's just not this drive to them that I feel like uh, it was just missed in a sense. I think it depends on the situation, but I think also uh, they've been in their bubble for so long, mm-hmm. but I do think that this current awful presidency has helped, helped kind of wake up some of the younger generation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, do you think they, the younger generation does support the LGBTQ plus community? I've seen majority. A lo- I'm saying as far as like your dealings, when you come with people, you know, I'm sure we, yeah, I've seen, I've seen, more young young people or young kids that seem to be more aware of it um and more just like oh okay but i also think i mean i used to nanny Mm -hmm. and kids when they're younger they don't get taught to hate yeah uh the lgbtq community i mean like they don't they're not all of a sudden born and then they're like, I don't like this community. (laughs) It's something that's a learned behavior. Yeah. And a learned attitude. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, having conversations, you know, Mm -hmm. helps kind of like educate them as well. But I think that, I think that, I think that there is hope for the younger generation. I do. I mean, I definitely do. If, um, if you were somebody who was younger, say 16, 18, feeling similar to how you felt then, what would you tell that person? If they're listening to this podcast right now and they, 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 they know they're just feeling stuck, what would you tell them? Well, I would tell you be sure your environment is safe enough for you to come out. But, but when you finally do get to come out, that feeling of freedom will be worth it. Because um, I feel like in this day and in this generation, I feel like even in my hometown, there are more LGBTQ clubs mm-hmm. in high schools and things like that that actually do more supportive things. And there are more centers. So if somebody that was my age and was like 16 or 17 and even just trying to find out and figure it out, you don't have to be figured out at that age. Yeah. Like, like I didn't, 
I was a late bloomer. I didn't have my first girlfriend until I was 21. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I was a late bloomer because I also didn't come out until I was, like, 20. But, like, still, um, I feel like you don't have to feel like you have to succumb to this pressure and, like, be with someone, like, right then and there. Yeah. But if you're trying to figure it out, like, there are many LGBTQ centers um, usually somewhere near you and you can find your local center and find support there and find free support there. Yeah. Um, like if somebody's family doesn't support them, they can go to this place and they can find people who will support them. Yes. And, and the LA, the LA LGBTQ center actually has, um, housing for, for some, because some, you know, um, a I believe it's about one in four uh, homeless youth are LGBTQ. Wow. And and that's not that's not due to mental illness. That's not due, it's due to the fact that they're young and their parents. Yeah. So um, it's it's just something that the the queer community still needs a lot of support. Mm-hmm. So how do we support the queer community? How do we do that? How do because you we have, talk about it like yes. we're doing now. Like we talk about it. We, we tell people uh, we let some young kid out there know that there are shelters mm-hmm. that are designed to. Unfortunately, there aren't a million beds because, yeah. I mean, that's what's needed. But you get people to in, be involved, volunteer even if you can't volunteer, if you tell your friends yeah. that that feel like volunteering or can do something like that. Um, pride events are really, really great. Benefit shows, organizing mm-hmm. benefit shows, like that's a lot of fun. And it's a great way to like connect with your community on multiple levels. Yeah. I, no, I love that. We should throw a benefit show. Yes. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> a drag king benefit show with posy balls. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. No you problem. are amazing. And please tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram. Oh yeah. Uh Quincy Dense Official. So it's dense like plural. Uh, so Quincy Dense Official on Instagram and on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash, and these are all capital, like not all caps, sorry, <laughs> but like the first word is capitalized in each one. So Quincy Dense Does Drag. Quincy Dense. And where are you performing next, Quincy? Um, I am actually, so I'm competing oh. for Zombie Prom. On what? Zombie Prom at Fault Line on October 18th. So the- oh, we have to go. Yeah. I have a Halloween party on October 19th. You have to come. You can bring whoever you want, and you can be my special guest. You want to come? <laughs> I have to see how close everybody's parties are. <laughs> That's a really I know, hard right? Day. But no, we'll yeah. come. We'll come to the. We'll definitely come to the uh, October 18th event. Let Sarah know. Yeah, we're, we're intrigued. We're completely intrigued. Yeah, I just. I literally just booked it yesterday oh that's so, so awesome well yeah I'm so look out for her there guys and i hope you guys enjoyed this random pussy and this is your girl victoria lynn and remember to keep patting that puss